0: You want a bouncing baby podcast? It's ours. You're the mommy and I'm the daddy.
1: Ew, gross. <laughs> hey,
0: everybody, welcome to Let's Die, the His Versus Her Guide to the Apocalypse, the podcast. My name is Brett. I'm a mountain man from West Virginia. Joining me, as always, is the lovely and effervescent Taylor who is just a a scientist. Say hi, Taylor. Hi. Hi. So, Taylor, you already know what we're going to talk about today. But for the people who don't, who obviously don't, because there's nobody listening. But if there are... (laughs) Oh, dinosaurs. Yep. So, I saw Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom yesterday. Figured might as well knock out a dinosaurs episodes. Everybody loves dinosaurs, me included. Um, so, Taylor, how how on earth would we possibly survive a dinosaur invasion?
1: Um, we just have to wait it out.
0: To be honest. Stay indoors. Yep. Let them eat all the cattle.
1: Yeah, let them have all the livestock, stay in the cities, strengthen numbers, easily fortified like, and defended and all that good stuff.
0: I feel like this one's a lot easier than like say zombies, which crave specifically human flesh, in that the dinosaurs are wild animals and if you can kind of gauge their instincts or their basic needs, like you can pretty much stay out of their way, right? And unless there's a t- so much of them that they're overrunning all of humanity, for the most part, most of us should be okay. Just uh, institute a curfew so the raptors don't get us in dark. Should be fine.
1: For sure. Okay. I agree
0: completely. Oh, well, this is a short episode. Thanks for joining us. No, I'm just kidding. What if we were on the island? Like so many of the movies take place in an isolated location where it's just a few people with a lot of dinosaurs. Uh, just kind of running for their lives. So, how would we go about that? Do you think?
1: Run away, <laughs> get in a plane, get in a boat, go away, far away.
0: But that's all the issue is it's always really difficult to get to the boat or to get to the plane in the first place. There's always an A to B. That you gotta, and usually there's a B to C. Like, usually you got to go turn on some generators or something.
1: Well, that's just <laughs> silly. Like, I understand that for movies and stuff, that creates some great challenges and drama. But in real life, you should probably have a good A, B, and C escape plan prepared in real, just
0: I'm in case. Dinosaurs on an island, so that we're aware of. What are you drinking tonight?
1: And a butter and jelly beer. Again? I mean, it's delicious. So.
0: Uh, uh, well, I'm mixing it up. I'm, I'm going back to the Forks of Cheat Winery. But this is the blackberry wine made right here in West Virginia. It's quite delicious. Delicioso.
1: Is that the one you let me try? Mm.
0: You got to try both of them when you were up here. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, you like the blueberry better. Blackberry, sorry. Okay. okay. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I agree with you. The the plan the 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 plans to escape the island and never come to fruition. I think due in large part because, um, it's specifically with Jurassic World, it's a full fledged amusement park and there's too many people like you got shelter in place but that you know basically turns into a lot of tasty morsels in one you know easy picked location so i feel like yeah, um, yeah. in the classic more classic movies it's usually just a small band of people and typically they don't have anything to worry about as far as the large larger animals go typically mainly the herbivores, but, like, it's the more intelligent raptors that seem to be the main antagonists, you know, so. Of course. So do we want to go
1: off of we're stuck in the wilderness or maybe not the wilderness, but just away from any large population and there's dinosaurs on the loose, then what do we do?
0: Yeah, what do we do? I mean, obviously, the first thing I'm thinking about is shelter, for sure cuz most likely it's a tropical location you have to worry about not just the animals but the weather um and you can you can absolutely dehydrate in a tropical setting you know so you got to find clean water you got to find shelter from storms um hypothermia is a real thing um you want to start a fire but you got to be careful that that fire is concealed as best as possible or you could attract things at night so that's more to take into consideration Um, than just your standard camping trip out in the tropics. Yeah, that's
1: something to think about. You know, fires are generally considered a good way to keep away most wildlife. But dinosaurs are reptiles, so they're going to be cold-blooded. So, therefore, they're going to want to go towards the heat sources as opposed to your normal things like, like wolves and bears and stuff, which... Generally, they're thought that they're not going to go up to, a, like, a f- campfire.
0: I got you, Unless science. there's... Okay, so, while well, I understand why you would think that in terms of reptilians. Uh, dinosaurs were reptiles, but they're more closely related to birds. And modern science pretty much has, uh, I think for the most part, proven that some, at least some of them were uh, warm-blooded uh, instead of being endothermic, like modern reptiles were. So Hmm. they wouldn't really necessarily be attracted to the heat of your fire. I was thinking more animals would be more drawn to the light source. I don't want to say like moths to a flame, but particularly if you're a nighttime hunter and you see a light in the distance, it might attract you to go, hmm, what is that? So that's where I was kind of coming through. Potentially. Yeah. But But I mean, uh, at the
1: same time... Large cities are gonna make, you know, there's so much light pollution. Like even like way off in the distance.
0: And noise pollution. Like cities are for the most part safe unless just a rampaging T-Rex gets loose and and uh, on a rampage. But then just run indoors, you should be okay.
1: I'm saying just based off of your, oh, what's that light in the distance? Like they'd all be flocking to big cities at night because
0: you can't stop that glow. Of a fire in the forest, like a pitch black forest, and, and you start the fire to stay warm, right? Naturally, something is going to be drawn to that as, you know, as a general sense of curiosity, particularly maybe even a hungry predator. That's all I'm thinking. Well, so what is your favorite dinosaur, Taylor? You refused to tell me earlier. What is it? Tell me.
1: It's still a secret.
0: <laughs> Are you serious? Not even gonna t- say for our listeners. No. Is it Pachycephalosaurus?
1: No, that's my favorite dinosaur. That's you because, like, it looks like it's super hard-headed, just
0: like you. Aww, I don't know if that's sweet or an insult. <laughs> well, is it Parasaurolophus? Wait, what? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, my favorite is the Stegosaurus. I'm a sucker for those goofy plates that, you know, line up along a ridge on its back. But, anywho. Let's uh, let's move on to a segment that I'm really excited about, and I think you're going to be excited about it, too. Do you know what it is? It's What's Up With Wes. Sounds (laughs)
1: like a fun time.
0: Oh God, I can't wait. He has no idea what's going on. So we're gonna get off here real quick, summon Wes, and then see what's up with him. Wes, what's up? Hey, Brett. Hey, we're waiting for Wes. But while we wait for Wes, I got I don't know knowledge to top on top of you. The top on okay. top of you. So. Hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about velociraptors. Okay, Okay. so naturally this is the one that everyone kind of, it's like their favorite right after T-Rex, but a lot of people don't know, or a lot of people do know now, because a lot of guys like me are like, actually, did you know uh, the Lost Raptors are actually the size of like a big pissed off turkey, Uh, Um, roughly 15 to 33 pounds, Wes, Wes just joined everybody, Wes, welcome to the... Hey man, welcome to the Left Guy podcast, the His versus Hers Guide to the Apocalypse. What's up, Wes?
2: Not much.
0: Man, we're talking about dinosaurs and surviving about dinosaurs, specifically Velociraptors right now. What do you think of that? I think there isn't a (laughs) survivor. Well, I was just saying that they're the size of a big pissed off turkey, roughly 15 to 33 pounds probably nothing really to worry about. You could probably shoot them away. They probably weren't, I mean, they were definitely probably pack animals, but not like as intelligent as the movies portray. Um, But modern evidence shows that that sickle claw might be more than just like punk stabbing and slashing. It could be for like tree climbing, which itself is pretty terrifying. But Or gutting. Yeah, well, they're part of the family Uh The ones you really want to be worried about would be the Dinoticus, which is about 160 to 220 pounds, 11 foot long. Don't know really how fast they run, but Utah Raptor is even worse at 20 miles an hour top speed. Not as fast as the Lost Raptor, but they were 16 to 23 feet long at about five and a half feet tall and 2,200 pounds of killing machine. So those are probably more likely what you see in the Jurassic Movies. Um, so yeah, Dino knowledge, Tay.
1: Woo!
0: Woo! I'm pretty sure I read something along the lines where they were able to prove that they were warm-blooded, or at least enough evidence to kind of lean that direction. Sources, I'm not gonna look for them. Google exists. Look for them for yourself. Wes? Yes. You're a part of a podcast called "What's Up with Wes?" Wes, what's up? What are you doing doing doing? in this this moment?
2: In this moment?
0: Yes. Being lazy? Being lazy? Yeah. You're literally sitting there, like, hand down your pants, not doing a thing.
2: will not go that far, but I'm sitting here. (laughs)
0: What's (laughs) the shit about you being Taylor's best friend? And why am I so jealous about it?
2: I don't know why you're
0: jealous about it. Well, I don't like that. We're airing this out on the podcast.
1: You just have to accept it, Brett. It's a thing that's happening.
0: Wonderful. Well, I think it's a good time to take a break. Let's take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more dino stats, blah, blah, blah. You two best friends go be best friends, I guess. During the breaks, Wes, we like to take obligatory swigs of beer or wine or booze of any type that we have on hand. So get drunk. that podcast is brought to you by nobody because we have no sponsors at all, but if you want to sponsor us, by all means, send us free stuff. We would love Tits! We love Tits. We love Tits! Okay, we're back. What a fun, fun break that was. Almost like someone took their fucking improv classes. Jesus. Anywho, let's talk about everybody's favorite now, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. That is not everyone's favorite. Just about, pretty much everyone's, and it's a a close second for me. I mean, it's hard to argue, King. Everyone's favorite. Popular media, it's pretty much top dog. So... So actually... Well, yeah. well, actually, the real T. Rex, as opposed to the movies, is probably more horrifying and terrible than the movies actually portray them. Um, in the movie, it's usually just one hanging around, um, but in real life, it's like you know, they were probably solitary part of their lives as adults, but they could have also traveled as in like small a thousand pounds. If the are tough, so you're not going to outrun them and probably the most uh damning thing is that standing still would not absolutely not save you like it does in the movies they had binocular vision meaning they would they see in three dimensions they see you and you are toast so taylor how how would you best go about if you if there's like a t-rex in your vicinity what what what's the obvious what's the thing you should do what's the thing you would do
1: depends what's my setting like what's around me
0: i don't know it's it's dealer's choice oh geez i don't know is this our new segment put taylor on the spot
1: yeah i mean if i'm near any sort of place i can hide i'm gonna do that but
0: yeah hiding is a no-brainer um
1: if there's some sort of way you can get away quickly, like if there's a vehicle nearby, hop in it and go. But I don't know. Do might... One-on-one versus T-Rex, what I'd do?
0: Well, I don't know about about that, because you might trigger its, you know, prey drive and might give chase. To you.
1: I think my car could probably outrun it.
0: So. Yeah, it only went 17 miles an hour, so that's probably true. You probably could. Just, or you can like trip Wes.
2: Usain Bolt's safe. He runs faster than 17 mile an hour. <laughs> What'd you say, Wes? I said, Usain Bolt is safe. He runs more than 17 mile an hour.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, everybody that's listening to this podcast. Uh, except for, you know, everybody can continue to listen except Usain Bolt. Usain, you're done. Quit listening. You got it. <laughs> okay. Until the Velociraptor catches up to you. But, uh... So, anyway, I asked you guys to pick a dinosaur for me. Um, kind of like how I did with the Velociraptor, you know, the popular picks, the T-Rex, the Velociraptor. I didn't feel the need to cover any sort of herbivores, because I feel like, for the most part, you could probably, um spook them away with loud noises or even just kind of like ignoring them and they'd kind of leave probably leave you alone unless you was in their immediate vicinity but um, kind of like how I did with the T-Rex and the Velociraptors and the Dromaeosauridae in general um, I asked you guys for something to pick so what you guys didn't know is this is the animal that's going to get you guys you're going to have to fend it off like it's after you you tell <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You tell me how best to fight it off. So, Wes, we're gonna start with you. Okay. You, pick, you pick something that's not a dinosaur, and that's okay uh, because I love you. You pick the ty- Titanoboa, which is a a uh, prehistoric giant uh, snake. Uh, it's about 42 foot long. At least the the recovered um, the one they got basically was estimated to be about 42 foot long. Um, it could weigh up to about 2,500 pounds. It's from the late Paleogene uh, epoch, which is which came place um, – which happened after the Cretaceous, so after the extinction of the dinosaurs. Um, and it was probably mostly pescatarian, so it probably ate large fish. So its uh, native habitat would have been um, most likely rainforest or a tropical coastal swamps or something like that. So – Wes, how are you going to survive against that? Talk to me, bud.
2: First, I'm going to find the driest place possible. Probably. Because it's going to be... So you're going to want us to be able to see it.
0: Okay. Find the high ground. Yes. Okay. What you got next? Uh,
2: they can probably sense your heat, so I'm probably going to try to cool myself down with whatever I could find.
0: You're gonna go predator style, like all Schwarzeneggered out and like cover mm. yourself in mud. Yes, try <laughs> to get the body
2: temperature down some.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I'm with you.
2: And then uh I guess hope for the best.
0: <laughs> I think um the high ground is really smart. I feel like maybe, well, I don't know, if it's a pescatarian, it probably doesn't spend a lot of time in trees, and it's probably so heavy that it probably can't get into a lot of trees. But then again, the trees at the time might have been enormous, so maybe climbing a tree would be your best bet. But then again, climbing a tree, you could also see it coming a lot better and possibly even fend it off because most snakes need you know, at least enough purchase on ground or whatever they're at in order to rear back and make a strike. So maybe that would work. I don't know. Taylor, what, you, what kind of weapon would you use against a Titanoboa?
1: Uh, a katana?
0: I knew it! I knew you were going to say a katana! Just <laughs> say rocket launcher?
1: <laughs> a nuclear missile.
0: There you go. Just, that's how the Titan Titanoboa died. Taylor killed them all. Where was Obama? We never know. So, Taylor, your pick... Was also not a dinosaur, like not even like even, like not even a reptile. Wes picked a reptile, like you picked a fish, and I have it highlighted here. Not a dinosaur. You picked the colacanth. It is a mm-hmm. prehistoric fish, an extant one that's that was discovered alive off the coast of Africa, and they found a second species in the West Indian Ocean. Um, the earliest Remains of which was found or dated um, 66 million years ago ish. Um, they live typically 2,300 feet below the surface. They get up to about six and a half feet long at 120 pounds. Uh, they're a member of the family of Sarcopter. I can't pronounce it. Use Google. Google's your best friend. Uh, and they're part of the oldest lobe finned or tetrapods around, more related to lungfish and reptiles and mammals than they are like true. Than like anything else, I guess. Uh, take that for what you will. Oh, more so than ray fin fish, pardon me. So I guess that's your link, that they're old and they've been around a long time, but they're still alive. And apparently they taste terrible. Their tissues exude a nasty oil. So there's not much market for their for their flesh as food. So Taylor, you're in the water. going for a nice swim in the West Indian Ocean. And a big old colacanth decides it's coming for you. What are you going to do?
1: Well, first off, it's kind unlikely, because they're nocturnal, and during the day, they just kind of chill, like, in a nice, secluded spot in the rocks, so...
0: Kind of like like a fish would do, sort of?
1: Yeah, kind of. A nocturnal fish. Anyway, so, I mean,
0: like
1: they do, they have an electric, electric sense, you know, kind of like sharks, so they can sense you impulses, mm-hmm. and they do have a hinged jaw so they can open their mouth pretty wide to really large prey, but I still think I'd be pretty safe just getting out of the water.
0: Now, yeah. You, yeah, go okay. first swims at night, you know, for the purposes of this exercise, you are night swimming and you're a good 300 yards away from the shore and this thing. Coming at you. What you got?
1: Katana?
0: Um, I mean, not
1: sure. Katana. That, that sounds great. It would so, work excellently.
2: Wes, what would you
1: do? Your baseball bat would not work well because they have
0: armored well, big scales. Things.
2: Uh, if you are in the ocean, I would probably have a spear gun ready.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause we, yeah. We all just spear guns in case cola cans come. Yeah. So keep that in mind, good audience. Always be prepared for everything, including random colicanth attacks at night.
2: So Remember, you can never be too armed.
0: You can if you have three. Um, So my pick, I think I'm going with the Pachycephalosaurus. Uh, Excuse me if I'm stupid. But it was really adorable in Fallen Kingdom. I want one. And my survival tactic with it is to just not whistle at it and just be friends with it. And, you know, Make it my bub, make it my boy. Know what I'm saying? No. Yeah, I totally cheated to get out of mine, so suck it. (laughs) Well, that's all I got. You guys got anything? I'm put good. Yeah, okay. Wonderful. Wes, you on Twitter or anything?
2: Am I on Twitter? No, I'm not on Twitter.
0: Nah, neither is Taylor, and neither am I. But the podcast is on Twitter at Let's Die Pod. You can send us an email at Let's Die Pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Let's Die. If you're having trouble finding us, try with the apostrophe. Let's die. Um, we're we're around, guys. You can find us on Anchor Podcasts. You can find us on Pocket Casts. You can now find us on Stitcher. So that's pretty sweet. We're getting around, making the rounds, and as we get better at this. The production quality will be better, will you know just get better overall? So, bear with us during the you know minor technical stuff that, that we suffered during the last one. So, sorry for that. But anyway, thanks guys for hanging out with us today. Uh, thank you, Wes, for telling us what's up. You're welcome, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Taylor. I love you the most, best friend. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, this is our Bouncing Baby podcast. Let's Die, the His versus Her Guide to the Apocalypse. See you all next week when we talk something. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, you don't forget, if we're gonna die, let's die together. Hey guys, quick editor's note here, Brett speaking. Uh, Just wanted to give a quick shout out. If you guys want some more dinosaur entertainment, go check out the new Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It's in theaters right now, or if you're listening in the future, it's probably going to be on home media. Uh, If you want some real dinosaur knowledge, check out the podcast I Know Dino. They are full of actual, real, 100%, way 100, dino knowledge, so check them out. They're on Twitter. They're on anywhere you get podcasts. And, you know, as always, just wanted to say thanks for listening. We're going to get better at this. We're going to have less technical difficulties as we do. So thanks so much for listening. It's uh, really a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun doing it. We hope you have a lot of fun listening to it. Um, that's it. Thanks. Bye.